1: One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball.
2: It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions. All right, fans, welcome in. Again, of course, Red Sox beat here for CLNS Radio Lauren Campbell, Jess Thomas, and Jared Scali here for another week. And again, like always, this week is brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com backslash Celtics and enter the promo code, which again, of course, is Celtics. To get your $50 off the very comfy mattresses from casper.com. And uh, we got a lot to talk about this week, guys, and primarily around one big trade the Red Sox have already made. Yes, we'll talk about Craig Kimbrell. We'll talk about. We'll get to Jose Reyes and him being an idiot. Um, we'll get to other smaller things around Major League Baseball as well and what's next for the Red Sox. But um, guys, let's jump right into it because I have a lot to say. But I want to get your take first before I open up a can of whatever I'm going to open up on the people who don't agree with this trade. A
0: can of Jared
2: Scali. Uh,
1: can of me. <laughs> just a
2: can of me. Uh, <laughs> guys, what, what? What? Let's start with Lauren. What is your opinion of the, this deal for Craig Campbell?
1: I love it. I think both will. I think both teams made out, and you know, Padres got some good prospects. We got a good closer. We got a good young closer and a solid closer. So I'm, I'm okay with it. I like it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it. Obviously, we had to give up a decent amount of prospects. But, yeah, three-fourths of the time, prospects don't even work out in the first place. So I'm totally cool with it. I love Kimbrel. He's really nasty. He throws real hard, only 27 years old. And now, with Kimbrel in the ninth, Buihar in the eighth and Tazawa in the seventh. We're Ooh. starting. We're starting to think about a Kansas City of 2014 back three pitchers who no one wants to get down after six innings. That's huge.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to throw. And I looked up the stat earlier because I was curious. And I heard. I think I thought I heard it mentioned here in Boston radio. So I looked it up again. And um, the Boston Red Sox starting ERA um, this past season, just for starters, was 4.39. Do either of you care to guess what the Kansas City Royals, mind you, the team that just won the World Series, what their starters ERA was, just the starters for the season? Hmm. Um, hmm. That's a tough one because I'm not sure where you're going with this. <laughs> I know because
1: by the way you said it, I want to say it's like six or something. But
2: It, it is a 4.34.
1: Oh.
0: Really?
2: The, the Kansas City Royals were 12th in the American League in starters ERA. The Red Sox were 13th. So
0: what you're saying is bullpen's more important than starters.
2: The Kansas City Royals just won the World Series. Your team finished in last place. So clearly the Kansas City Royals did something right with that bullpen. We all knew that. That's why they won the World Series. That's the big part of why they are there the last two years, and they won this year. The Red Sox clearly are going after that model. This trade is amazing for the Red Sox. Obviously, you have four prospects. I get it. I'm not dumb, but I'm sick of the Red Sox babying in the baseball purists, babying prospects. Oh, you have to have all these prospects. Not all these prospects are going to play on your big league roster, especially when you're a big market team and you can afford some guys like Craig Kimbrell. Why in the world would you save all these guys? Um, obviously, the two big names in this deal, to a lot of people who really knew baseball, were Manny Margot and Javier Aguera. Um, Manny Margot is, what, 22 years old, 21 years old. Javier Guerra is 19. Uh, Margot was, is an outfielder, specifically a center fielder, and Guerra is a shortstop. Um, stop me if you know two young guys on this team who play center field and shortstop for the Boston Red Sox.
0: That's the thing. They, we have guys in those positions. They're going to get blocked for years.
2: You do not need these guys at all. Because unless is a moron and trades my binkies Andrew <laughs> and Bogarts or Mookie Betts, you don't need these guys, like you said, Jess. You don't need these guys at all. And then you, they threw in Carlos Azuey. Is that how you say his name? I, don't I even have know. no idea. Uh, it's A-S-U-A-J-E. For those of you, you know, <laughs> and uh, Logan Out, who throws, who's a left-handed hurling pitcher. Um, none of those guys I don't matter to me because you already have the guys. Like I said, you have Mookie Betts and Tanner Bogarts, and then yeah, these guys might be great players. But right now, Craig Kimbrel, you have him for three years because he's a. It's two years and then a team option for the third. I don't think they're not going to pick that option up. So he's twenty-seven, right, Jess? Yep, he's twenty-seven. Yeah, twenty-seven years old. Um, last year was the first year he didn't have over 40 saves and didn't make the all-star team. He played for a crappy team. Um, So I expect 40 to 45 saves from him this year. He's probably going to make another all-star team this year. Um, He gets $50,000, by the way, in his contract if he makes the all-star team every year. This guy is a stud, and he's only 27. You have him until he's 31, and then after that, you can assess if you think it's worth signing more towards his 35 years old type for his age but right now you have him in his peak you know what he is he's a hurler and like you said Jess now you bump everyone back i'm okay with koji in the eighth and tazawa in seventh you don't feel comfortable with the starting rotation either way but if craig kimble's not your closer i don't want to tazawa closing out games cuz koji's only here probably one more year
0: and that's the thing with the with the bullpen is like even if even if your starters aren't that good even if they struggle you know you have a guy who goes an average five innings you just got to get one more inning, then you got Tozawa, Yuhara and, and Kimble. That's that's a huge deal. And I, I want to point out too what you said about a save. This is the first year he didn't get forty saves. He got thirty nine. Something he's doing all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
0: didn't bring up the numbers. He only
2: missed forty by a, a save. Uh, exactly. um, he went, but he also went, mind you, four and two this year. So uh, he went, so he got some wins rather than you know what I mean than that one save. So Which
0: definitely his worst year yeah, But oh, of course, but.
2: For him, his worst year is not bad. Well, yeah, two fifty eight um, ERA
0: in thirty nine saves. That's, that's not that yeah, bad. <laughs>
2: but mind you, before that, his ERAs were going back two thousand fourteen and forward and backwards one six one one two one and one hundred one ERA in the last three years before yeah. getting traded to the Padres. So this guy's a stud, and we all know that. You should have seen me um, story about how when I where I was when I found the trade. I was out with my friends at a bar, and the friends I was with aren't big baseball people. So I saw my phone. I got the notification because I get notifications for everything in this world for sports in, in Boston. And it said that we got Craig Kimbrell. And I almost jumped out of my seat and spilled my beer. Um, I was ecstatic. And every, all of my friends looked at me like I, was, I had three heads. Like, what are you doing? And I told them, they're like, who the hell is that?
1: <laughs>
2: and, I, and I told them and I explained it. And they're like, OK, cool. But I'm like, guys, I, and I was so happy that I knew this podcast was coming around the corner because I needed to like, like freak out at somebody that I was so happy about this because none of my friends understood how happy I was. This is huge for Red Sox next year because obviously we're banking on being a con- in the playoffs next year. We just we we expected every year, regardless of how bad they are the year before. Um, this is the first move of many for Dombrowski. He's winning me over after one trade.
1: Well, that's good. I'm glad that this trade wasn't a bust to you, and I think it was it was clutch to get somebody for the bullpen because. There's so many starters out there on free agency where people were all up in arms, like, Oh, they should have got a starter, what's he doing? Giving up all his prospects for a closer. But we don't I mean, yeah, we need a we need a starter, we need an ace, but we needed a bullpen more because clearly our bullpen blew up last year.
0: It was terrible. With,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our bullpen was not good. And with the bullpen you have now, um Craig Breslow is a free agent. I don't know if he's coming back, probably not. Um this bullpen now with those three guys. Look at it this way: why, why did the Yankees make the playoffs over you? Why were the Yankees so much better than you? Because
0: of, Miller, two, yeah. because of those two,
2: because of Batantis and Miller, those two guys. Their starting rotation was not as good as yours, or it might have been equally as good. I don't think it was better than yours, by any extent of the imagination.
0: Um, yeah, pretty average.
2: Like it's pretty at, right. They had Tanaka, who was hurt
0: right. after the year, and Nathan Evaldi so, was good, but his ERA was almost five. So.
2: Exactly. So, how good is that? Not that good. Uh, you, you can't make an argument that they're re- really much better if they were at all better than your rotation. It's those two guys at the end of the bullpen. You put these three guys at the end of the bullpen. It's huge. You mean That, that means you won't have to overwork Tazawa, which was the reason why. I mean, he probably would have lasted through the year, but he wouldn't have been good if they kept him pitching. Because he's
0: so good if he's on point.
2: He was good all year.
0: Exactly. That's the thing.
2: He wasn't bad all year. He was one of the solid rocks. Him and Koji with oh, two yeah. rocks
0: Enough. the He field. was still one of the best pitchers.
2: Koji is, what, 42, 41? will be
0: 41 at the start of the season.
2: So he's not getting younger, and he's probably gone after next year. So you need, and now you have the Craig Kimbrell, who is now probably your long-term solution at Closer for the next, I think, five to seven years. He's only signed for three with the option, but I think he's here five to seven years.
0: Well, and, the, and the huge thing about this is that whenever you win, whenever, basically whenever teams win championships, but more specifically we'll talk about the Red Sox, every championship the Red Sox have won. Obviously, since 2004, they've had a dominant closer. Keith Falk in 2004, Jonathan the in 2007, Koji Uehara in 2013. That's not to say that Koji s- still isn't good because he still looks very good, age aside. But when you're putting someone like Kimbrel instead of Koji, then you're just upping that even more already. And when you can have both of them, that's even better once again, dominant closer. You, obviously, you, you have to have that if you're going to win championships because you've got to have the unflappable guy in the ninth inning of the hugest game of the entire season. you got to have it.
2: I think that we all would have been happy if they went bullpen help behind Koji and kept Koji as their closer, short term, right? We probably all would have been happy with that. Sure. Uh, um, so now you have basically two closers at the back end of your bullpen. And supposedly Koji's happy with this. Apparently, Farrell, they claim they already talked to Koji before they pulled the trigger. I highly doubt that, by the way. But um, this is great for this team. And now you have three legitimate guys, two closers, and a legitimate eighth-inning guy pitching your seventh inning. You can't go wrong with that. And then anywhere they go from here with the bullpen is just gravy, which I don't think, they'll, I don't think they need to touch the bullpen as much anymore. Um, they need to get a pitcher now first, right? They need Nace. That's the next move. I has to be. I don't think you're dealing Hanley. I don't think he's going anywhere. So I think now getting a pitcher is your next move, whether that be free agency or uh, trade. Now, mind you, did this trade, either of you think that this trade affects where they get their ace from?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I think, obviously, Dombrowski. I think Dombrowski wants Price. Obviously, I want Cueto. And I think those are the top two. I don't think having Kimbrell is going to affect who they get for their
0: ace. Yeah, I think it's separate. I mean, it's huge to get Kimbrel, but it's either way, whether you have a good bullpen guy or not, it's probably not going to change that. But I do think, though, I think, I don't know, if you can get one more proven solid guy just for middle relief, or maybe even late, you know, if somebody gets injured, if Koji gets hurt, or Tazawa arm finally falls off or anything like that, I think it would be good to have one more solid guy. We do, we do have guys that could be that guy, but to get one more guy that is like known to be that guy, because there's plenty of years where you got, you got a bullpen, and you're like, oh, this is a good bullpen, and then they turn out to be absolutely garbage, because bullpens are so unreliable, you never know, they can just be terrible, you, a guy is like, completely different from one near to the next. So I think it might be beneficial to get one more guy who's, who's more solid and known than the guys they have.
2: Yeah, don't get me wrong. You need another arm of the bullpen. It's on the list, but it's not top of the list anymore.
0: No, I wouldn't say top, the, but it's definitely important. The
2: ace the ace if you're going down down Dombrowski's checklist, the ace is the next one. And I think this trade shouldn't affect what he does, where, where he was looking. I still think I think coming into offseason free agency was his top choice to find a starter. I do. Because you know he's gonna try to get David Price here. I don't think that's happening. I think he's going to the Cubs, I really do. Um I don't think Granke's gonna come here. I don't even know if I want Greinke here. I don't know if he can handle pitching in Boston. No,
1: he likes the uh, National League too. He's a big fan of the National League.
2: Yeah, he I think he wants to stay in the NL. Um I don't think he wants I don't think he'd last here. I don't think he could do it. I don't want him here. Um free agency, my top two choices are probably Cueto and Zimmerman. Um I think Cueto's my top choice out of realistic options. I would love David Price here. I want him here, but I don't think he's coming here.
1: Obviously I we know I want Cueto. I've been a fan of Cueto for quite some time, and I think he do. I think he do really well in, in the rotation. He pitched in the AL, just won a World Series, so. I think Are you, he's, sorry. He's, just got, he's just got what it takes to pitch in Boston, I think.
0: Are you afraid of his inconsistency, though? Was my question.
1: No, because I'll take an 11 and 13 record with somebody who can pitch a whole season and do really well in the playoffs than Clay Buckles, who can. Not stay healthy after the All Star break.
0: And Cueto's always got a really good ERA too, despite his record, because he's always on crappy teams. Right. Cueto, Cueto showed me this off
2: se- this playoff season, this postseason that he's got stones. He's got what it takes. He pitched two great games in the playoffs, the last two series, and in the World Series. It's just he, he's got it. And I think I don't think the big, the whole NL to the AL switch is really going to affect him. I think he's got. He's one of those pitchers that has the stuff to do it either way. Um. I, I feel he should be. I think he's going to be the top target for for, uh, for Nebraska. I honestly think that's going to be the guy they land. I really think Cueto's coming here. I, that's my gut feeling. So, Lauren, you're welcome for making you a little
0: happier. I hope. Uh, I, I
1: hope that I wake up one morning and he's on the team.
0: Yeah, she, she yeah. won't be happy until it happens. <laughs> but I, yeah,
1: won't be happy. I'm still angry.
0: <laughs> um,
2: in a perfect world, what will happen probably for me? In a perfect world, you sign Cueto and you might trade off. Um some other prospects that you don't need, maybe a Brian Johnson, sorry, Lauren, or a Henry Owens to get another bullpen arm like you asked for, Jess, or maybe a second-tier starter or something like that um, to really solidify the pitching staff. This batting order, this, this field, doesn't really need much fixing. You, it's, you saw it end of last year. It's pretty okay the way it is. You don't really need to fill that out. You need to worry about bullpen and your starting pitching. So if you can do Cueto and then maybe make a smaller trade for another bet, uh, relief arm, that's where he needs to focus.
0: I'd be totally fine with with Price, Cueto, or Zimmerman. I think they're all good options. I think Zimmerman's kind of going under the radar, but I'm looking at his numbers right now. Guy's got a 3.32 ERA for his career. He's had a 19-win season. He has eight complete games in his career, four shutouts. I mean, the guy's a horse. He's pitched over 200 innings twice, 199, 195 also. So f- almost four straight years of 200-plus innings. He's a good pitcher. I mean, he's always hanging around in Cy Young thoughts. He's... Coming fifth and seventh in Cy Young, he's had two All Star appearances, and he's only twenty nine years old. So I think he he would be a really good guy. Maybe maybe not quite as good as Pryor Cueto, but he's definitely right there. And if he can't get those guys, I think he'd be a great option. I'd be totally cool with that. I've I've always liked his pitching.
1: But does does him pitching two hundred innings per season does that scare you? A little
0: bit. Meh. It scares me in the fact that he might get overworked. It doesn't scare me in the fact that we know he's durable. It he can go both ways.
2: I, I just feel I'm okay with Zimmerman. I am okay with him being here. Um, if that's the case, you're really relying on your bullpen, though, because if Zimmerman's your ace, then you're, pro- you're still going you're, go- you're still going down the row. Zimmerman, Porcello, um, probably Erod. Then you have Buckholz still on the roster, and then probably Henry Owens to round it out or someone like that. So it'd still be a work in progress, or and, and don't forget Wade Miley I Say Wade do. Miley. <laughs> I always forget about Wade Miley. Um, so maybe not Henry Owens. Put Wade Miley in there instead. I still don't. I still don't like that. But with again adding Kimbrell, I'm a little more confident in those guys getting me to the fifth or sixth inning enough that I don't. I can get to the seven, eight, nine. Shut down. Hopeful shut down bullpen. that we gonna have with these two, with three, th- these three guys? That it's not as big of a deal. I just feel like that. Zimmerman is my last choice out of those
0: three. Yeah, probably me too. But I just, I don't know. They all have their faults. I mean, as we know, Price doesn't win the playoffs, doesn't mean he won't in the future. But you know, he's got that issue. Cueto has the inconsistency issue. Zimmerman has the lack of playoff experience and big game pitching issue. So they all get issues. I mean, there's going to be something to work out for all of them. So I'm interested to see what they do. This definitely, you definitely can't go wrong with any of them. But there's probably one, How there's probably one that will really fit Boston. I'm not sure who that is yet.
2: How soon does the first big name come off the board, pitching-wise, free agent pitching-wise? How soon?
1: By the end of November, I think. Ooh, soon. Yeah, very soon.
2: <laughs> I was thinking right
0: after Thanksgiving, yeah. Is that what it usually I'm happens, thinking. or is it? I, don't, I always lose track of the off-season. When did Lester sign last year? I, I don't know, I was laying in my bed crying, I can't remember when it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Weren't we all, though, like, really? I think
1: it was we December. When? December,
0: I believe. December? Is that what it
2: was? Yeah, and that was late because we all sat and already had a feeling where he was going. And I'm, I'm going to look it up.
0: He, yep, December 2014. He
2: pushed, yeah, he pushed that. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the domino, first domino falls after Thanksgiving. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if Price is... I think, oh, well, I'm not really going to be surprised. I think Price is the first one off the board, regardless of where he goes. Because he's the most highly sought after. He's the, yeah, he's the big fish. And I think these guys like Queto, Zimmerman, Cranky, and so on and so forth, those guys fall into place after he goes. Last year, Leicester, after Lester fell into place, the other Donald's fell. are signed, all that stuff. So I think Price is the one everyone's waiting on because everyone's going to bid for Price. It's a matter of where he goes. Yeah. So um, do you guys think we have a shot at David Price? I think, I think so.
1: I think so. I think it's going to be between... Um, Boston and the Cubs, much like it was with Lester.
2: Oh, don't do that <laughs> to me again. That's definitely be deja vu all over. <laughs> Probably <But> is. <laughs> it's
1: not like we're hung up on David Price. He didn't pitch here for a couple years and then leave, and poss- possibly come back to not come back and just break our hearts. So we're not connected to to David Price like we were Lester. But I. I think he's going to go to the Cubs. I just think it's a better fit for him than uh, Boston. And he's had his fair share of issues with Boston, but that's okay.
2: Can I tell you, too, that if he goes to the Cubs, I won't be as heartbroken because I'm still rooting for the Cubs to win a World Series. And if you put David Price on that rotation, that's awesome.
1: That's a very good addition. And behind or in front of, probably behind Lester, that's that's probably your one-two right there.
2: Yeah, David Price is your three. That's, ooh, okay. There he too. Because you got to think they're going to probably lean on Arietta to be
0: their ace going into the
2: year, like they're number one. It so probably
0: disappoint because it's too much, too much pressure and expectations.
2: <laughs> exactly, and that's why they'll bring in David Price to be the guy in, right. with Lester. So that's why they need they need they need a third pitcher. They do to really contend. That's part of their holes that they have showed in the NLCS, and that's why they got swept. Just a few of the things why they need to get fixed, and that would be a huge fix. And I think David Price it points to the Cubs. Um, Theo has always liked David Price throughout the years. Joe Maddon's there, all that. Um, So I I think the Cubs is the obvious choice. And if if they he wants to come here, um, and Lauren and I were talking this a little bit earlier today as well. I saw an article about it. If the Red Sox want him, they're going to have to outbid him by like thirty million dollars.
0: Yeah, might not be worth it.
2: And they and it might be worth it to some people, but I don't think the Red Sox see it that way. They wouldn't break out the bank for Lester. They're not going to overbid the Cubs $30 million for David Price.
0: And it's not like we have bad pitchers. Like, we have pitchers who could potentially be really good, like, you know, Porcello. And if Buck Holtz can do it and Miley had a solid season, like there's... Joe Kelly. Kelly. And who and came out strong in the last Rodriguez. year. Rodriguez. Like, we got a lot of options of guys who could potentially be really good. So I don't think you have to destroy yourself in hopes of getting the best pitcher out there, you know?
2: See, that, and I think that's what they're doing, Jess, because this Kimbrel sign points to that, right. doesn't it? This Kimbrel trade points to that. It points to, okay, now we've got three guys in the back of the bullpen. We'll pop some arms in the bullpen. We have a bunch of guys who can start, guys who were t- pitching well at the end of last year. Um, if you get Once you get Christian Vasquez back, that helps a lot of these guys' pitching ability as well because he calls a hell of a game. And, uh, and then who knows what you're going to get from Joe Kelly, but I think he'll be better. Porcello will be better, especially now that he's got his old boss back. Like I think all of these things have a factor of, they're going in with this rotation they get one guy one pitcher it might not be price they get one guy to go on the top of this rotation they're good
0: I don't think this would happen but if we didn't get like any of the top free agent pitchers would that be bad yeah. yes they still need
2: one they, we, we said this all last year they needed one it's still they still need one Do and you? I
0: want to have faith in the guys but it's hard to
2: did, we did that last year look what happened
1: yeah that was
2: we, we went into last year going, oh, well, it's not terrible. It could be okay. They could be fine, especially with this lineup. And then what do we do? We finish in last place because the pitching could not get out of their own way for the majority of the year. I
1: mean, if, if we don't get one of those three, do you think that's going to reflect poorly on Dombrowski or like, who, who's left? Like, I know there's other names out there, but what? who do we go after if we, for whatever reason, do not get one of those three pitchers?
2: I'm going to say it reflects poorly on the ownership if we don't get three, either one of them because that means we're not paying enough, and this team has enough money to pay for at least one of those guys, and I feel like if we lose out, um, it's going to be because of the money, and that means that's ownership because they already came out and said a while ago that ownership has final call and big contracts still, so that's on them.
1: Yeah, I'd say so.
2: Well, they already messed up with the Lester thing. That's on them, too. We should have Lester still, but they didn't do that.
1: Yeah, well, they lowballed them in the beginning.
2: John Lackey's a free agent. Do you want him? Let's do it. I'm in.
1: He had a really good year.
2: He's still fine. And he's guys, Cliff Lee's a free agent. Yeah. Two injuries. Two
1: Yeah.
2: In- yeah. Uh, let's yeah. see who else is on this list. Um, we can bring Bartolo Colon back.
1: Nah, yeah, no <laughs> thanks.
2: Jeff Samarja. Doug Fister. Doug Fister. Nah. Jeff Samarja. Aj. I mean, he... Aj. Aj Burnett.
1: Nah.
2: Way
1: too old. <laughs> These guys are old.
2: Yeah. Iwakuma. Did Iwakuma sign? No. I don't believe so.
1: No.
2: Okay, because he's a free agent.
1: Well, next.
0: Yeah, not a uh, lot of great options.
2: Wei-Yen Chen. Wei-Yen Chen from the Orioles. He's, he's a free
0: agent. Bad. He's 30. Maybe.
2: Scott Kazmir, 31, is a free agent.
0: Mm. Wouldn't hate it. Give me John Lackey. I don't care if he's 37. He's a big game pitcher. He's pitched a lot of big games, and he already knows what it's like here. So.
1: Yeah, and he knows how to, like, uh, so he knows how to handle those big games, which is something... I think it's very crucial if you're going to pitch
0: here. They won game six um, of the
2: World Series. Who else? Who did I just see on this list? That I, the name I remember. Oh, Matt Latos, free agent. Yeah, NL pitcher. But see, I, I think I'm making your point, Lauren. There's no one behind those yeah. three. <laughs> um, Not nearly as good, no. I would consider going to get Lackey, but I think but Lackey, would Would you be shocked if Lackey doesn't go back to St. Louis?
1: I won't be shocked, no.
2: I don't. Yeah, like, I don't think he'll come back here. I, so, there's no way he comes back here. Oh, no. Yeah. He hated it here. He didn't want to be here. Once Lester got traded, he said, screw that.
1: That was just the year that the whole team completely fell apart. I don't think anybody wanted to be there.
2: Yeah. So, look, your your options are, I really think, Price, um, Granky and Zimmerman, and Cueto. Those those four.
1: You really think Grankey has a shot at being linked, at coming here?
2: Um, well, I just saw something. A report that um, apparently he's not going back to the Dodgers. Or there's a good chance, he's not. a strong chance he's not going back to the Dodgers. But he
1: really wants to stay in the NL.
2: Yeah, I don't think he's coming here. I just think there's chances of some bidding war going on. It's not just L.A. Um, could be, could so be I don't Cy know. Young, though. Could be a good guy to have. <laughs> I, I rule out Zach Greinke. I rule out Zach Greinke. He's not coming here. I rule out Price. I really don't think he's coming here either. So really, you're left with Zimmerman and Cueto. And if you don't get one of those two, I think it's a failed free agency, but Zimmerman's 29. He's probably the ideal candidate for the Red Sox. Cueto's the guy I want.
1: I mean, I don't disagree with you there. We all know my feelings on Cueto.
2: Isn't that sad, though? Because Cueto's Cueto's 29, too. So they're both under 30, so they'll probably justify paying for Cueto or Zimmerman before they justify paying for a guy who's 30. Who cares? The one-year difference kills me because they actually care. Like, oh, he hit his thirties.
0: Whoops! Yeah, well, Quaid was gonna be thirty by the time the season starts, so yeah, <laughs> what gives? <laughs> and That's
1: Zimmerman, all right.
0: Zimmerman will be thirty a month into the season, so like, who cares? <laughs> I hate. Oh, I, hate age. I agree.
2: I agree with you. I completely agree with you. Now you have to convince the Red Sox ownership to agree with you. Right. Hope they're listening. You guys suck if you're listening.
0: That's a way to get them to do stuff. <laughs> get your heads
2: out of your room. We hate you. They're <laughs> terrible. Sign
1: anybody. They're gonna go sign. Find...
2: Latos. You guys should sell the team. Yeah, Latos. Latos. You know what I would still love? I really would. Figure out a way to get Sonny Gray off Oakland. They claim they're not trading him, but still make the call.
0: Man, still make that call. Yeah, because unlike all these other guys, he's only 26. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Because He's got four more years until they hit. Till they he, won't,
0: he won't be 30 on opening day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: because, Jess, I'm still holding out for Dombrowski to go get Alex Gordon. Because they, they said, then there, there was a report that he's not going back there. They're not signing him. Really? So... But he wants to go back. But yeah, but it doesn't mean the team wants him back. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he wants to go back. If GM doesn't want to sign him, he's not going back.
1: That's kind of sad. Yeah. He wants to go back. And, and they're that, like, "No, we don't want you anymore."
2: Just so yes. shutting the door like slowly. He's like out in the rain, just like, pouring <laughs> rain. They're like, "Nope, take your ring and go away. Go ahead. <laughs> That's sad. Go out to the... go. Go ahead." Um, but yeah, so I would love to see Alex Gordon be here. That means you could trade Jackie Bradley or one of those outfielders yeah, for interested a- in him. A pitcher as well. Jackie Bradley's getting a lot of interest, um, so you could work something out there. I think the Mariners were the team that had the most interest as of now for him. If that's the last, that's the last time I read something on him, anyway. So that could be interesting. You could pull something off, sign and trade Iwakuma. I don't know. There's a lot of options. It's gonna be a long offseason. It's gonna be fun. But all I know is that clearly they don't care as much about their starting pitching as they do about their bullpen because they signed they traded for Craig Campbell.
0: Good start to the offseason. Should be fun. I
2: and lo- I love it, and it's gonna be a good time. I could go on and on about Craig Kimbrell. I literally could do the next half hour of the show on Craig Kimbrell even more, but I'm not going to because there's other stuff to talk about. Um, but I want to talk about um, – well, I wanted to go to Jose Reyes because Jose Reyes um, was arrested in Hawaii. He's This guy's an idiot. He's terrible. And I, I think part of this too – this is kind of who he's been his whole career, just kind of that guy, terrible you know, shortstop who floated around, who was an all-star for a couple years, whatever. Um him being traded away from the Blue Jays I think realistically ended his career.
1: Yeah, I mean that's kinda of where he started to go downhill and I mean, this is clearly downhill, very downhill, and it's just he said he's an idiot and he's just I mean, you make so much money, you have millions and millions of dollars. It's like why like I don't understand why these guys just are just let it gets to their head.
0: Yeah, he doesn't Getting money doesn't change your personality, and if it does, it probably changes it in a worse way. So it's not like you're going to be this, this role model. Oh, yeah, I'm a baseball player. I'm a role model. No, they don't think that way. They're, they're still people, and people do dumb things, and he did dumb things.
2: What do the Rockies do here? Because they he's still under their control, right? He's still under contract with the Rockies. Yep. And he posted his bond, all this stuff. What do they do with him? I mean... Nope. Tell
0: him to retire. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's that. I mean, that's... Is there... If, what, what's their MLB's policy on this kind of thing? Do we even know that? Do, is there even one in place?
2: I don't know. I mean, what
1: is the team's responsibility? Like, what, like... I mean...
2: The team has no... I don't think the team... It's If, I, if anyone had a responsibility to do anything, it'd be, like, Major League Baseball. Um, I don't believe the team's required to suspend anyone on their own um, I don't think Major League Baseball is doing anything, are they? Do you know,
1: Jess? Oh, I found. It says, the Reyes case will now be the first test of Major League Baseball's new domestic oh, violence policy. That policy introduced in August gives the MLB commissioner extremely, that's right. extremely right. broad power says, to disciplined players even if they are not convicted with no minimum or maximum parameters of the punishment.
2: I forgot about that new policy. Right. So, who knows? What do you think baseball will
0: do? I think they'll... Probably suspend him for some time. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna suspend Greg Hardy and you're gonna suspend you know, Jeffrey Taylor in the NBA, he got suspended. For, I think it was 24 games for his domestic uh, violence case. So if if other sports are gonna do this, which they should, then I don't. You know, great. Yeah, he did it off baseball, off baseball land. Like he wasn't playing baseball, he wasn't in the baseball spectrum when he did it. But it's still your profession, and you know things in your life go back to your job. you got to represent your job the right way. And if you do that, that's not representing your job the right way. So whether you were doing the sport while it happened or you weren't, I don't really think it matters. So I think they will suspend him for some games. I I I mean, there's so many baseball games in the season. I don't know if it would be like 25 or 50 or 100. I mean, I have no idea, but probably something.
2: I think the Major League Baseball is going to do the right thing here and suspend him for at least 25 games. This guy, I wouldn't say this guy. This guy is obviously not good. He's not good news in terms of off-the-field stuff. He really never has been. He's always had an attitude. But look at what's happened. I hate to do this, but I always do it. Crossing sports. Look what happens with the NFL. This domestic violence situation with Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson with this kid. Look at the image the NFL has because of that. And look at this whole Greg Artie situation. Look at the image the NFL has because of this. Baseball's in a good spot right now. If they don't do something about this, they're starting down that road. I won't say they're anywhere near the NFL because the NFL has its own issues more than just that, and the NFL is terrible in its own right. But Major League Baseball is in a pretty good spot right now, guys, and they're trying to get the sport back to like where it should be, higher up in in major in national perspective for
1: people watching. Yeah, they can if, mess this up, and just you know, just uh, you said how Roger Goodell handled all those domestic violence issues in the NFL. This cannot happen with the MLB because it's just every professional sports can be made as a joke how they handle this
0: well plus plus Rob Manfred and Adam Silver I'm sure watching and taking notes of how horrendously has handled every single situation And I'm sure they certainly don't want to do that because I know Silver's a really smart guy and Manfred seems to have a good head on his shoulders and seem to know what he's doing too so I don't think either of them are going to make mistakes like Goodell has because they're just not that stupid and they got a fantastic example of what not to do
1: Goodell's
2: such an idiot
0: you can say that again
1: yeah, he's terrible. Um,
2: <laughs> he, I don't. I could do like four I could do hours like a on, week that. on that. yeah. <laughs> um, they have a blueprint for what not to do. They really do, um, which is
0: great for them. Makes makes them look yeah. even better. <laughs>
2: Roger Goodell looks like an idiot because he is an idiot. He's a huge boob. But Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred have a have a blueprint. This is what you don't do. Do not do this at all costs. This is like a big sign saying, "Do not press the red button at all costs." Like, it's staring them in the face. If they mess this up, that's completely on them because they know what the, uh, the ramifications are going to be if they mess this up.
1: And I was reading an article on this, and it brought up a really interesting point that I kind of want to get your both of your takes on. It says, whether sports leagues should even be in the business of disciplining athletes for inc- incidents that take place off the field unrelated to their work.
0: Well, I already said my thoughts on that, so go ahead, Jared.
2: Well, the thing is here... If you think about it, I know athletes are different than everyday people. If you were to get in trouble, say, say Jess. Jess, you were, so were going to get in trouble for something you did out of work. And then you went into work, and then our bosses knew about it at Comcast. What do you think our bosses would do?
1: Well, I mean, what would you do? <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true. Sure. Like, say it's the same thing. Say it's domestic violence just to keep it on the level playing field. What if you, went, what if you were beating your girlfriend? What if you were beating someone you loved? and you got charged, but you got, say you got released on any, whatever, and there was a video and all this stuff, the whole thing is the same. You went into work, they knew about it. What do you think they would do to you? An, an everyday person, not an athlete.
0: What do I think they should do, or what do you think they would do? Would do. Would. I think would and should are the same for most people. Okay. Um, they probably have to do something about it because, you know, your outside life is, you know, you're still the same person, like that, if that seeps into your job, if you're going to get violent with people in the job, like they have no way of knowing that not going to happen. You have to, you kind of have to go by what's happened in the past and you know, it's too bad because people do change and get better if something like that happens. But I don't know if they can risk that and knowing that there's so many other people who could be doing that job, they might, they might just say, screw them, get rid of them.
2: See, I think they
0: fire you. I I think they fire you on the spot. Yeah. And I hate to
2: stay on the domestic violence thing because I don't want to because we've talked about it for so long for other situations. But think about it this way. When you get hired, you get a background check, right? right? You get checked. And if there's any blemish at all, you're not getting hired. And that's stuff that's not related to your job specifically. And exactly. That's stuff you've done in your past on your record that they check everything, not just work stuff. They check your life. If you have something on your record, they'll ask you about it or they just won't hire And they probably still won't hire you. If you had something like domestic violence on your prior record, you're not getting hired. So why in the world wouldn't they fire you if that pops up now?
0: Right. Because they can easily get somebody else. Exactly. like you, so, minus that.
2: And I get it. Like, athletes get special privilege. I hate this for that. But, like, in a normal everyday situation, your your ass is getting canned. Sorry. It is. You're going home. So in this situation, Jose Reyes should be off his team. Or at least get suspended. Suspe- I think suspended in major league base in professional ath- athletics, is basically like getting fired in the real world. Um Which is terrible, but it's true. Um, So I think that they need to to at least suspend him. uh, If I was the Rockies, he'd be off the team. He'd be gone. I don't want to deal with that. I I have a young team I'm trying to rebuild. I don't need the headache of a veteran shortstop who beats his wife or girlfriend or whatever it was. I don't need that on my team.
0: Lauren, I wanted to hear your thoughts on the... uh, If if it's, like, a regular people on their job, what they should do.
1: Uh, Well, same thing. I think if... Going off the example Jared used, if you're beating your girlfriend, I think they're going to sit you down. They're going to fire you. Um, so we all,
0: so we all agree on that. Yeah, because <laughs> we're
2: normal human beings who don't beat our girlfriends <laughs> and significant others. Right. That's why we all agree. We should all agree. If we didn't all agree, we'd have a problem, and we'd send that other person to therapy right away. I mean, it
0: does. It does suck that you can't. I mean, that if one thing happens, you know, mistake or not, that's what you're defined by. But I guess that's why you just got to be smart and do your best to not make mistakes. Really? Terrible
2: mistake though. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I know. Okay, if it's a minor shoplifting thing, okay, you explain it. Something might have happened. Whatever. If you're beating your significant other or so, like that, something like that—that's that's a big one. Well, mistake. yeah,
0: no, I don't necessarily mean that specific mistake. I just mean in general when you do something that's frowned upon or that could not get you a job that somebody else could get instead of you. Just you know, just anything. It's you know, it's, you just got to be smart all the time and pretty much never make mistakes because someone's gonna find out.
1: That's the problem with, like, professional athletes. There's cameras everywhere and just with people on their cell phones. And um, Crossing Sports, again, when Riley Cooper was at a concert and he said the N-word and he had to go through, like, anger management courses and this and that, and then Greg Hardy gets suspended for four games and he's back on the field like nothing happened. Like, I think, if anything, he should be in anger management and serious therapy. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Especially (laughs) after those pictures were released. Like, it's just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, so my, my, my point is exactly is, obviously, we all know athletes get special treatment, which is stupid, stupid, which is ridiculous. But And that's why, in the NFL, that's why Greg Hardy is still playing, because he's good. Good joke. Uh, mind you, they haven't won a game since he came back.
0: Good. I hope they lose, hope they lose the rest of the game this season.
2: And the, pan, and, and the Carolina Panthers haven't won a game since he left the team. Good. So, just, I mean, haven't Been lost a game. Yeah. So, so not, I hate to go to the NFL on a Red Sox podcast, but like it, it, it's a good case in point for what we're talking about in the sense of Major League Baseball has a blueprint. They need to do what's right, and I think they will because they know that if they don't, they turn into the NFL.
0: I'd say somewhere between 25 and 50 games is probably fair because more than that, you're getting close to half the season, and then, I mean, you can only suspend someone for so long, especially in a baseball season. So I think I'm thinking probably 25 to 50 is reasonable.
2: What I think will happen is probably – 25 games. What I would like to see happen is 50 games, then the Rockies probably go, ah, screw this, buy him out or something, and then some other team maybe takes a fly on him after his suspension's up.
1: Yeah. I'm saying, like, 50 to half the season.
0: Yeah.
1: It deserves it, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: 50 but, to 75. Like, I'd rather be as close
2: to 50 as possible. I think above that it's not going to happen. I don't think they'll suspend him more than 50 games.
0: Um, but they're never going to learn if you don't, like... Basically, kick him out of the league, which is too bad. But like, okay, you get suspended for fifty games. Then you come back, and it's like it never happened. You know?
2: Yeah, they basically, and they, and they're basically equating. If they do fifty games, that's them equating fifty games of PED use to fifty games of for beating beating your loved one. Right. Same thing. That, that's the same. That's the same suspension, right?
1: No, yeah, that's, that's the problem that's, with suspensions. That's,
2: yeah, so. Well, too. So. Yeah, so I, I think. The, the higher they go, the more people are going to realize that MLB is for real. So we'll obviously see how it plays out. But for me, Jose Reyes should not be on the Rockies this year. I don't think they want to deal with that headache in the locker room. Um, he's not that good anyway anymore, and he's not going to help a team who's trying to rebuild and get young. So maybe some maybe some team contending would give you some prospects for him. I don't know what you're going to get for him, but it's, I, I still think you just get him. It's kind of like the Hanley situation. Here, only Hanley's not beating his wife. I just think that you, it's a plague. You need to get him out of the locker room. And for a team that's gelling, it, it, he's probably the odd man out.
1: And he's probably going to be, like, of course he's going to be looked at differently now with his teammates. And maybe that, that could even instill a, a, or a fear in his in teammates, like, well, don't piss him off because he's going to beat me next. Like, like yeah. who knows? He could just explode.
0: Yep. Unfortunately, that's how you see people like that because, like, once you do one thing, then people just expect it to happen again.
1: Right. Like he beat his wife, somebody who he loves and wanted to give his life to. What's gonna what's a teammate that he's with for three, four, five years?
0: Yeah. yeah it's a shame that you have it's, to think that way, but that's kinda how Yeah human nature works. <laughs> it's bad, but that's Unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah, you know, whatever.
2: <laughs> 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 oh man. Alright, so I don't want to talk about that anymore. That's
0: just that's all we gotta say
2: on that. Um so we'll see what happens with that. Um, I wanna talk about other big news, I didn't, I didn't see this, Jess put it in, or Lauren put it in, whoever did the show prep we for this part of it did it. Um, well, I don't know who put this article in, is my point. Um, the article about the whole MLB changing the rules on slides or examining changing the rules on slides after the Tejada issue in the playoffs with the Mets, um, they're looking to whether or not they should adopt a rule eliminating slides not directly at bases on force plays meaning you, should, you cannot slide outside the base or break up a double play like that, which is what people have been doing in baseball for ages. Um, Joe Torre is quoted in this article. Uh, we don't want to have guys carried off the field. Obviously, you can't lose sight of what the game is about. You don't want somebody just, just not trying to get to second base and not trying to keep the inning going. It's a thin line that you have to walk, and that's why it's really tough to put pen to paper. Um, what do you guys think of, the major, of major League Baseball? Um, coming out and thinking about doing this, and what do you make of Joe Torrey's comments right there in that article and his interview?
0: Well, Lauren, you found this article, so go for it.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I I get you want to protect your players, but there's only so much you can do before you take away, I guess, the fun of the game. And it's unfortunate that it resulted in a broken leg. But, I mean, Buster Posey broke his leg in a slide, um, or more of a collision at home. I understand, like, collisions and slides. Like Obviously, you can tell if somebody's going in for a slide where – it's not so much a slide, it's more of a collision. I get that. But I don't think, I don't know, I think it's, I think it's dumb, because I think it takes away from the game, and I like when the players go in and they try to break up the double play because it makes it more interesting and it gives it more, like, oomph and excitement because, obviously, baseball's not the most exciting sport, but it's it's part of the game, and so are injuries. And, I mean, it's unfortunate it happened in the playoffs, but I think it's dumb.
0: Yeah, and when you have guys sliding into second base, that shows that they're, like, dedicated to their team and, like, trying hard and putting in the effort to try to, like, <laughs> save an out for his team that could make a difference. You know, all those things matter. And I think that they're kind of comparing it to the home plate collision rule, which they just changed recently to not being able to destroy the catcher. Just light somebody out. Just light right. somebody out. Yeah. And I somewhat agree with that. I somewhat don't, too, because it's it's like with with a uh, home plate that can get more dangerous because you're just going full out at a guy. Cause you're trying to score at second base. You're not, you're not running and barrel chesting, putting your arms in front of you and trying to just like kill somebody at second base. It's not the same thing. I don't necessarily like the no, you... home plate rule either because that takes away a little bit too. Cause you have to be so protective of where you're sliding into home plate and I get why they do it. Don't necessarily agree. But with second base, it's like, yes, yeah, so you can get injured. Guys should not be dumb enough to just, like take a guy out like way past the base when you're you know way out of line like yeah. you, they should be smart enough to not do that. You should still be able to let them slide and take a guy out to try to break up a double play. I think that's I think that's taken it too far.
2: Yeah, the thing I hate about the home plate thing, real quick, is just the fact that the whole blocking the plate change of rule thing. That's what I hate the most. Like a, block, a catcher should be able to put his leg down and block the plate. That's that that's part of baseball. I think it's more of the not being able to truck someone that I agree with because truck sticking someone at the plate is kind of dangerous despite having the catcher having pads on the concussion issues and all that stuff i get why they did that this whole thing at second base if you you can figure something out i don't know how you can eliminate slides that are going to happen even you know what i mean like you can't just go oh well don't do it someone's still going to do it so it's just a matter of i think that you maybe you find them a little bit i don't know but i just think that it's kind of dumb it's part of the game this was an awful incident i know chase utley Usually, as a, as a solid veteran, he did what he did, obviously, but I think that um, I think that overall, I think it's still good. They're looking at it because of how big the issue was.
0: Yeah, I get why, because they don't necessarily have a choice because of what happened. They, they need to look at it and make sure that everything's okay, but I don't think it's necessary to change.
2: Um, Lauren just messaged me with breaking news, um, which we're going to announce right now. Rookie of the Year was announced. And it goes to the Cubs' Chris Bryant. Shocking? No shocking? No. That everyone thing? knew he was going to get it. Yeah. Uh, did Carlos Correa make
0: a case?
1: I mean, he made a case, but it was not like it was a close second.
0: <laughs> Wait. Carlos is in the AL. It's ML. Oh, yep. That's
1: right. What are you
0: guys talking about? <laughs>
2: that's true. That's fair. Yeah, I always forget about the stupid Astros. I think Carlos uh, probably going to get AL Rookie of the Year.
1: Yeah, he will.
2: So. I, keep, I keep thinking they're in the National League. I still do that. Sorry. <laughs> it hasn't been that long, right? It hasn't been that long. Like three
0: years, yeah, not very long.
2: That's, that's, that's not. We, we grew up with them in the National League. So don't worry, I'm here to pick you guys up. <laughs>
0: that's why you keep us aboard. Carlos Correa still got a chance. <laughs> and I think he will get it. I wanted to talk about that just briefly. I think I was going to say, obviously, Brian's going to win NL Rookie of the Year. I don't think there's any question about that. And I think Correa's got the best chance in the AL. I mean, the other possibilities are. Carson Smith, who's the uh, closer for the Mariners for part of the year. And then Francisco Lindor, shortstop for the Indians. They both had great years, too. But in the article I'm reading here, Correa led the AL in rookies in home runs, second in RBI, second in OPS, and second in uh, war. And they made the playoffs. So I don't see how you could give it to someone besides them.
2: And that team went somewhere they were not supposed to go at all. Even if they didn't make the playoffs, I think that, that he would probably have won because that team was supposed to be bottom of the league, trash, and they weren't. Um, And he was a big reason for that. So I I wouldn't be surprised if Craig got it.
0: Lauren?
1: Um, No, definitely.
2: Um, (laughs) (laughs) I expected her to respond, and she just silent. Dead silence.
1: No. um,
2: I was like, uh uh-oh, did the Red Sox trade Brian Johnson? Is she weeping (laughs) in the corner? What happened?
1: Weeping in the corner. Um, No, I think he's made quite the the impact this year. And like you said, he he got a team to the – where they should have never been, and to a, a place where even three, four years ago, I'd be like, "Oh, they'll never get to the playoffs in the next ten years." So,
0: <laughs> and twenty-two home runs as a twenty-one-year-old—wow, yeah, That's quite impressive. He's twenty for most of the season too, so even better.
1: Yeah, I was very, I was very impressed with the season this year. Obviously, everyone else was because he got rookie. He's he's going to get rookie of the year, but
0: I don't, I don't see how he wouldn't. I I really think he's going to get it. Good old Cubs uh,
2: tweeting out a uh, hashtag unanimous with a fire emoji uh, with a gif of uh, Chris Bryant on the curtain call after he was voted Rookie of the Year. That's cool. I, I, lo- I love Major League Baseball Twitter handles. They do; they all do have a great job. They all, most of them do a great job.
0: Yeah, they uh, do. I like them, too. They're fun. Oh,
2: the good old Rays and Red Sox going back and forth. That was great. Whoever worked those uh, that year, the interns, of that those uh, social media accounts were phenomenal. Good job. I hope they have jobs. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, Before we get out of here, we got like 10 or so minutes, I think. I don't really look at the clock. Yeah, we got like 10 minutes. Um, Let's talk about my binky. Which one? Uh, You know what (laughs) binky I'm talking about. Uh, Xander Bogarts, the man who should never be traded, and the man who should retire Red Sox. Yeah, I'm already going there. Um, Won the AL Silver Slugger Award for shortstop. Um, Not surprising, considering he almost won the batting title.
1: Yeah, I think he deserves it without a doubt. I mean, he proved he was 22 for most of the season, so he proved to go above and beyond, and was really a bright spot for such a crappy team this season. And really gave us he gave us something to talk about every week, and he gave the fans something to cheer about.
0: Yep, you really put a lot of oomph into that crappy. You're like a crappy team. Crappy team. <laughs> you really, really gave. They, they, the they put themselves they put themselves in a big enough hole that you
2: can emphasize crappy.
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding, but. Yeah, no, he was great. I mean, obviously Silver Slugger, people think of that as, like, Slugger. Like, oh, it should be for, like, hitting power, and he didn't hit for power. But it's just, like, hitting, period. And like you said, Jared, almost won the batting title, almost won the hit title. Like, got an incredible year. So, no surprise, and I'm sure many more to come if he's already <laughs> if he's already doing this at this age.
2: To play off him winning the Silver Slugger Award, I kind of wanted to bring that up because I wanted to do this. And I know we wanted to do this this week. Continuing with the positional preview, looking ahead to the Red Sox for next year. Um, we're going to do second base and shortstop. Shortstop, we'll do it quickly. There's no question here, right? There shouldn't be.
0: Especially now that Javier Guerra's traded. Right. <laughs> it's all, yeah. It's all Bogarts now. Well, we've um, got Guerrero, Bogarts, but...
2: he should be the shortstop for the next 15 years.
0: The next 45 years.
2: He should be, he should be the shortstop of the Red Sox until he heals over and falls into his grave. Okay. Like, <laughs>
0: All right, so he's going to be the shortstop for like 70 years. Sweet.
2: I want him out there, at 85 years old, fielding ground balls, hitting home runs over the monsters.
0: <laughs> Let's do yeah, it. He has a great uh, Ruben beard. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> love it.
2: I would love it in a, love in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, there's yeah. no he won't be our shortstop, our long term shortstop, and I think we finally found, found our guy.
2: And, th- and think about it. We've, we've been. We've been harping on this guy for years now in terms of being the next guy, the next guy, and we hear it in every system. Everyone has the next guy, but he is actually finally the next guy.
0: He's going to get traded in like two weeks.
2: I know. Don't <laughs> even know. Stop it. Don't do that to me, Jess. I don't want – no, he can't go anywhere. Literally, you're going to have to spoon-feed me ice cream if that happens in a corner while I'm sulking, because this guy is the epitome of what you need at shortstop. This guy, I won't say will be better than Derek Jeter because Derek Jeter was, had a phenomenal career. But this guy's going to be pretty close in most things for Derek Jeter's career. He's going to be that good, and you're already seeing it.
0: Well,
2: this, guy, if, if this guy, If this guy does what he has been doing numbers-wise, I don't think he's going to hit like three, whatever he hit this year, 320-something every year. But keep his average over 300, hit 15 to 20 home runs a year, which that's all that really needs to be fixed right now at the plate, bulk up a little bit, this guy's going to have a Hall of Fame career.
0: Well, Jeter is his idol, so that's, that makes sense to compare their careers at some point. But I don't... I don't agree with the home run thing. He's such a good line drive hitter that I think he should just hit three fifteen, three twenty every year and hit like 10 to 14 home runs. I don't think he needs like 15 to 20 cause I feel like it might mess up his swing. He's got, he's got a great swing and he gets an unbelievable amount of hits, which really helps your team. So I think he should stick with what he's doing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I, I overestimated the number 15 to 20. I,
2: I think it should be around 15. Um, this guy, if he bulks up a little bit, I think he's, I think he's still a little skinny. Um, his power numbers are just going to go up on their own because he hits a lot of great balls. His swing's perfect. I don't need him to change his swing, but I think there are a lot of balls, fly balls that might just miss. He's at a he's at a doubles ballpark. I expect him to hit a crap ton of doubles in his career. Because again, if he doesn't get traded, half his games are hitting playing at Fenway Park. So I expect him to be high up in the list of doubles in the history of second of shortstops because you're playing at Fenway Park and you expect that. Um, this guy, I have no complaints right now. I, obviously, I want him to work on. Being better at the plate, his defense can obviously get better. But right now, this guy—there's no complaints really coming off a year that he did because he progressed so well.
0: He's really just really got to stay consistent. Is all it is. You know, he had a rough start to his career. Had, had trouble in the middle parts of last of uh, 2014 season. But I don't put
2: that all on him though.
0: No, I don't necessarily either. I mean, they
2: moved him. They put him at third base. Right,
0: and stuff happens when you're rookies. But when you're a rookie, but. No, I think that's, that's just what he needs. I mean, he's, he's obviously great right now. He just needs to stay consistent and stick with it.
1: I think he can only go up from here, so I'm really excited.
2: I mean, I think he could he could go down. Like, he has such a great year. He could not hit you three.
1: You can't whatever. be optimistic ever, can you? <laughs> it's pretty
0: sad considering he's my big <laughs> <laughs> But you're right, though. He could he could go down. but You can
2: go down from what he did this year because this year was so good, but I don't expect not him likely, to go down. Yeah. If he does, he's not going down much. This guy is phenomenal, and he should not go anywhere. Now but he might go down. I agree, <laughs> he might. You never know. You don't have to. You don't have to I'm going to agree with you most times, Lauren. When you're pessimistic, that's <laughs> how I am by nature. So you don't have to really force pessimism, pessimism on me because I'm going to probably agree with you. Um, a
0: terrible way to live.
2: It's a great way to live because then when the, everyone wins, it, you're even more excited. That's a terrible way to live, um, Just Because you're optimistic about literally everything. You're always dragging yourself down. Terrible. No, I'm dragging other people down. That's I, even I, worse.
0: I, what a terrible person to be.
2: I'm fine. you are doing I, it wrong. I, I drag other people's mentality down about sports because I just talk about how people are going to lose all the time.
0: Yeah, that's why no one likes you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah.
2: Um, to, listeners. Eh,
1: eh,
2: but hey, let's go to second base. <laughs> I, yeah, we might. I might want to. Um, second base, Jess Thomas, future second baseman of the Red Sox. We all in? No. Um, yeah, with
0: those little li- line drives that I couldn't. Catching the little <laughs> league, yeah, that's me.
2: Uh, me the, you'd, you'd work on you'd work on the shift though, because we'd put you in right field in the shift. Yeah, so, yeah, hey. yeah.
0: And then I can get to second base and right field in the same position. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh
2: man, um, second base Dustin Pedroy. I mean, these are the two simplest positions we could have done today. It Has to be done. No one else is going to play second base next year.
0: Yeah, as long as Pedroia's here, he'll be playing.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm just going to say the same thing. Nobody's taking his spot.
2: I liked Rutledge. Now, he was good.
0: He was a good replacement, but he's not. I pretty, don't get, he's not now,
2: now,
1: I'm, I'm going to put something up for argument here because
2: I don't want to be boring and just say, "Oh yeah, okay, Dustin Pedroia." woohoo. um, I would consider trading Dustin Pedroia before the spring training comes around. Yeah, you've said that a lot of times. I said this before last season too. I'm still all for it because I think you can still get something for him. Not as I think his name more means more now here than it does anywhere else. I think the time to trade him would have been two years ago when I brought it up, but. If you could probably still get something decent for him if you wanted to pave the way for a young player to play second base. I don't think it's the right move now. I don't advocate for it now. It would have happened two years ago if it was going to happen. But there is an argument for it. You could get some bullpen help with Forum. You could play Marrero. You could play Rotledge, Brock Holt, if you keep Brock Holt. I don't know. You could even package Pedroia and Brock Holt together for something. But, like, there is a market for him and i would consider it but probably not do it
1: i don't even know if i'd consider it i mean i mean i shouldn't say i wouldn't consider it but i don't think i'd do it maybe see what's out there shop him around a little bit maybe but i don't know i he clearly loves it here we all love him and he's just he's such a good player and he's the kind of player you want on your team you want that kind of player and that presence and voice and in the clubhouse and in you need somebody like that on your team. I just don't think it's worth, even. No. <laughs>
0: absolutely. I don't absolutely think see, forget
2: it. No way. In see, hell. I don't think they do it. No. Because ownership wouldn't let them, even if you wanted to. Because this guy's the face, of the franchise is up for David Ortiz. You know, like I don't think the ownership would let him do it. Um, another problem with ownership. I don't like ownership. If you haven't cut the drift in the last year in this podcast, I don't like the ownership of the Boston Red Sox. Um, but they. Dombrowski isn't partial to these guys. He hasn't been here. He knows what de- he knows what Dustin Pedroia is, but he's not a guy who was here the whole time. If anyone's gonna stop this that trade from ever happening if it wasn't even in talks, it's gonna be ownership. Dombrowski would pull the trigger in a heartbeat if he thought he was getting a good value for it. If someone called and said, This is what you're getting and it was good value, he'd probably say yes if ownership
0: I don't think he, signed I don't up. Think he would. I think he <laughs> knows how much how much Pedroia means to this city. And
2: don't get me wrong, it's not the front burner at all. Like, not even anywhere near his mind is trading Dustin Um And I don't think he need to. I don't think he will. I don't. Not saying I would want to now. It would have. Again, I would have wanted it to happen a couple years ago.
0: Not now. You gotta have some players who play their whole career on one team, and he's absolutely that guy. You just, just no, no trade him. Absolutely. I was
2: about to say David Ortiz, but of course that's not true. But nope. like. He's been here for so long at this point that it almost feels like he did get drafted by us. Um,
0: yeah, but very but few are actually with one team, and Pedro actually has been. So yeah,
2: it makes it makes for a better story though when he, that Ortiz wasn't because of the whole Pedro bank backing for him and stuff like that, and um, how poorly that Ortiz played
0: Minnesota because they didn't want it to hit home runs. So <laughs> yeah. don't hit
2: home runs, hit singles. Yeah,
0: don't worry about that, that home runs thing. That'll come. Yeah.
2: Okay. It came, only in Boston. Yeah. Good one, <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah, good Boston. job. Good job that's why you're the twins and we're the Red Sox. Um imagine if he actually panned out and stayed in Minnesota. That would have like some good teams. Because um, yeah, he would have played with Tory Hunter in the for a while. So that would have been uh that would have been fun to watch. But thankfully we got to watch it every night here in Boston. So um I think we're gonna leave his dad for the week. Because trading Justin Pedroia is a hard topic to bring up anywhere around here, and I bring it up a lot when his name comes up just because it's fun and I like to get people riled up a little bit. It's entertaining. But, not fun at all. but um of course, this week, like every other week, the show was brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchased by visiting Casper.com backslash Celtics and enter a promo code Celtics. I did it. Jeff did it. Lauren did it. It's a great product. We sleep like babies every night, not not getting up and crying every five seconds. We actually sleep all night. I enjoy my mattress very much. It's very comfortable. I sleep on a cloud, and um, it's definitely worth it. So, again, enter that promo code $50. $50. Uh, get you get $50 off when you enter the promo code Celtics. Um, I know you both enjoy your mattress so much.
0: Yeah. You, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta, <laughs> gotta get your good sleep. Sleep's the most important oh,
2: thing. <laughs> I die without good sleep. I'm not a morning person and being in the real world is terrible. And only thing that gets me through is my sleep and my Casper mattress does that for me. So that's always great. Um, and again, we obviously love them having them on as a sponsor. This show was great. We had a lot to talk about. Um, Obviously, we did a lot of Craig Kimbrell talk because that's big news. We brought in all star closer, so that was a good uh, good topic for discussion. Hit on some smaller deals. My, my Binky winning a Silver Slugger award had a good show.
0: Um, Stay tuned though for the uh, Cy Young and MVP because we predicted that last week, and they should be coming mm-hmm. out like any hour now. Really, I mean any day. I was
2: really shocked they didn't come out before the show. I
0: thought it was. I was I thought it was going to be today. Yeah. So keep in mind. So that, they'll be yeah, up. Yeah, keep that in mind.
2: And we'll, they'll be up on the uh, written coverage on CLNS Radio as well. We'll have those written out and covered for you when they all announced, and then we'll obviously probably chat about them next week because they better be up by next week. So um, so we'll talk about that next week, and we'll obviously do some more updated stuff. Hopefully, maybe have another Red Sox move by next week um, to do a little more talk. But other than that, good week. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Red Sox underscore beat the new handle, Facebook Red Sox beat podcast, Tumblr, subscribe on iTunes, the biggest thing we can ask you guys to do. I do it every week. I bring it up every week. Great review, subscribe us on iTunes. Share the link to iTunes where we get a lot of our listening listenership, so please do that. That would be awesome. Um, other than that, again, I want to thank Warren Campbell, Jess Thomas, as always, joining me uh, here on Red Sox Beat or Us Radio. Until next week, have a good week. Enjoy having Craig Campbell on your team for whatever that means in November, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.